Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Being the Change podcast. I'm Isabel Kisayan here with Kristen Vandeveer. We are your hosts for Being the Change podcast and the founders of Meditation Without Borders. Today we have an amazing guest. <laughs> Her name is Rana, and Rana is this amazing woman who's done the really extraordinary task of making Mexico Ayurvedic. <laughs> Rana is a nutritionist specialized in Ayurveda. She traveled all over the world in search of the knowledge and health of health and wellness and founded in Ayurveda, the ancient medicine of India. She found everything she was looking for in, in this amazing uh, body of knowledge. She studied a bachelor's of biomedical sciences in England and did a master's degree in nutrition in Barcelona. She has worked in pharmaceutical companies in Dubai and England and started studying the art of digestion through the ancient science of Ayurveda in India and Nepal, and then deepened her studies in California and Hawaii. She added a practical touch to make it accessible to all people who want to improve their relationship with food and with their body. And for for you and she's made it accessible for you to um you know love and nurture your body and be free of guilt and she uh has she is one of the founders of ranayu with her husband rodrigo um they met in nepal they have a beautiful love story and they came to live <laughs> she came to live to mexico she's originally from jordania and um together they formed ranayu and they bring the this amazing body of knowledge of ayurveda and yoga to mexico and they have changed the lives of many people and i am very mm. devoted to rana <laughs> <laughs> and i go to her and i took in her courses and she is just amazing so thank you so much for being here <laughs> uh, thank you for having me and thank you for such a beautiful introduction <laughs> that made me tear up <laughs> Um, Rana, why don't you tell, because we, we did a, a previous podcast on Ayurveda, but we would love to hear a little bit about, you know, for our listeners, which I know we wanted to do uh, originally the episode in Spanish because a lot of uh, your your students are speak Spanish, but, um, but that way it will be accessible to even more people. So you'll have even more work. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, Rana is working endlessly and tirelessly to change uh, the way that we live, which is amazing, and we're very thankful for it. Um, so, Rana, could you tell us a little bit about what Ayurveda is, just for our listeners? Of course. Ayurveda is ancient Indian medicine. It originated in the Hindu Valley about 3,000, 5,000 years ago. Um, the word Ayurveda, Ayu means life and Veda means knowledge, which that, that's where the Vedic meditation comes from as well. No? And so it's the science of life. It's uh, an, the art of life because life is not just, it can't be boxed and limited uh, as sciences sometimes. So it's an art, it's flowing with nature. It's understanding the nature of your body and your mind and understand how you can uh, balance that and harmonize that and and align that with with nature with the with the hours of the nature with with everything that nature offers us and understand the interaction between our bodies and nature and as part of nature um, and I think one of the things that we see um, nowadays in in our culture in our society is a huge deep disconnection with nature of of like when to eat, what to eat, how to eat, um, what time to go to bed, what time we wake up. Modern life made so many things more available to us and, and made things so much easier. If you want to stay up until 3 a.m. and do your, uh, uh, your exam or if you want to wake up at I don't know what time and do something else and do CrossFit uh, and six times a week and all that. Everything, <laughs> made, like nowadays, everything's available for everyone, right? And like we're absolutely like squeezing <laughs> and like making the best out of kind of making the best and worst, the best that I can do whatever I want and whichever hour you want. But the worst is because we're going literally against um, 
um, contra el corriente. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I can't even yeah. remember against that. Against the current. <laughs> against, against the current. Against the current. Like, and, and, and we're trying to swim, swim up the river and, and we just keep on coming down. And, and that's, that's just a huge source of um, symptoms, uh, things that just don't make us feel comfortable in our body and, 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 and not comfortable with ourselves as well, no? And, and, and subsequently, that's going to affect us and, and how we interact with people around us, with our work, with everything that we do. So Ayurveda, while it's like, I know that we've all heard the romantic side of like, ah, oh, this beautiful Indian medicine that brings you, I don't know what, and all these herbs and cleanses and all that, but it's just a very practical uh knowledge of life of how to do things to feel the best way you can and remove all the obstacles so that you're the best version of yourself because life is difficult as it is and if you're you're you have a stomach ache or, or you have a migraine or uh i don't know you you're feeling down then how are you going to give your best self to everyone around you and for the things that you're doing as well so that's the point of ayurveda <laughs> Beautiful, beautiful. I, I loved it. And one of the things that, because we, me and Rana have some people in common, and one, and so we, we talk about a, a lot about the issues that that come up with this. And and one of the one of the things that I that I see and is very common is a lot of people go to to Rana because they they want to lose weight and they want to mm-hmm. look a certain way. And we live in this kind of you know, which is something that I love about Ayurveda. It's it's a lot about coming back to yourself and society kind of has taken that away from us where we think we have to look a certain way and we have to live a certain lifestyle. And, and Ayurveda is like, no, no, no. It's about coming back to you. Yeah. So one of the things that that I, I, and I struggle with because I'm, my body is very kapha. It's <laughs> 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 something I want to, uh, uh, you know, ask Rana, Rana to describe for us. But so... So once I understood that I, I would never have a vata body type, it was like, oh, okay. So yeah. I don't have to worry about that. And I kind of was able to, to love my own body and what my body gives, which is something that Ayurveda teaches you. So that, that, know, was, yeah. that was a huge um, thing for me too. When I started studying Ayurveda, it, you know, we grow up with this one ideal body type, you know, and for me, it, it started actually the, the, I had an aha moment before I found Ayurveda, when I found this photography book, it was called Naked New York. I was, I think I was like in college, I was, it was much younger. And this book showed people, it was basically a book of New Yorkers and it would have one picture of the person in clothes. If they, and they were, they were all, there was business women, there was like a construction worker, like all different people. And then you flip the page and it was that person naked. And as I was going through, I was like, I had no idea what the human body looked like until I saw that book, because all I'd been shown was the same ideal, quote unquote, ideal female and ideal male body my entire life. I thought there was just one body type. If you weren't that, that looked exactly like that, then there's flaws. And I looked through this book and I was like, oh my gosh, boobs can be big and small and (laughs) lopsided. And there can be, you know, like long waist and short waist and all these different things. And I realized, you know, with Ayurveda as well, it's not like there's one body type, ideal body type, there's as many ideal body types as there are people, you know, there's the ideal mm-hmm. body type for you. And that was, that was huge in, for me, just accepting me for who I was and my, my body being beautiful for whatever that ideal is. You know, It's not always the ideal version of mm-hmm. my body, <laughs> but at least I know that I'm not supposed to look like, you know, um, Claudia Schiffer or something like that. And that's something that Anna always, always says in her courses. She's like, if if you have to, if you you know do live an Ayurvedic lifestyle, you'll you'll lose weight if if that if you're overweight. But it's not like because you do Ayurveda, you're gonna lose weight. You're just gonna find your natural balance. So could you comment a little about that, Rana, and talk a little bit about you know the different body types? Of course. Yeah, let's start with the different body types so that everyone who's listening can understand what we're talking about. No, in Ayurveda, they talk about the doshas. And I'm sure a lot of people have heard about the doshas now because Ayurveda is becoming a trend. <laughs> it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing, but hopefully that is not too much. But doshas are the different body constitutions. They say that the moment of conception when your mom and dad 
uh, got pregnant, all these different ener energies and elements came together in a unique combination and they created what is your, uh, uh, your psychological and physical tendency for the rest of your life. In that moment, it was decided, how is Kristen going to feel when she's out of balance and how is Kristen going to feel when she's in balance? How is Isabel going to look like, more or less, no, with her body? How is, how is it going to look like when she's out of balance as well? And then from there on, um, from, uh, from that moment, anything that happened to the mom during pregnancy affected the baby and brought it to a state of balance or a state of imbalance. And then when it, the baby was born, everything that the baby consumed uh, from drinks, foods, um, shampoos, uh, movies, music, everything, everything affects uh, the body and it takes it uh, to like a state of balance or a state of imbalance. There are three different body types. All of us have the three different types. I know that a lot of people like start looking up questionnaires, dosha questionnaires, which are, in my opinion, they're quite dangerous and not really helpful when when that's like your first introduction to your vet. I was like, oh, what body type am I? Am I uh, fire or am I air or am I? And they just like focus on one and completely like forget, like completely lose the point of what how yeah. it actually serves us this information. <laughs> I'm, yeah. So and I I'm guilty of that as well in the beginning. But with yeah, three different body types, <laughs> yeah, like identify with it, you know. Yeah. I was just saying people identify with those body types. It becomes like something they want to put on a t-shirt, and like that's not that's not exactly <laughs> exactly. It's hilarious. It's they take it to the next level. It's like oh, I bet they have t-shirts. I know like one one like influencer on Instagram ha has t-shirts for that. Like that is feeling a bit bitchy today, or I don't know what. I don't know. It's funny. It's just funny. <laughs> <laughs> but on the clouds. <laughs> but, <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I can imagine. No, I can imagine that there are all sorts of things. No, but there are three different body types. I'll explain them to you, and then we'll see how they interact with, within each other, and like how that applies to us. But there's kapha, pitta, vata. Kapha are uh, people who have an earthy body. Earthy body. They're generally a bit bigger. They have bigger structure. Uh, they're very loving people. They're very giving. They're very generous. Um, they have a tendency to put on weight faster than others. They have very slow digestion. So they eat something at 8 a.m. They don't eat until 5 p.m. Uh, they're fine. They don't feel the hunger. But then at the moment of eating, they put on a lot more weight, a lot faster than everyone else who's eating like triple the amount of food that they're eating. Um, they're, they're calm. They take their time doing things. Uh, but then when they're out of balance, they can have respiratory problems, uh, allergies, hay fever. Um, they can have congestion. They can be attached to things, to emotions, and they, they don't forgive easily. So they, like one of these things that my mom has, because my mom has usually predominantly kapha, and one of the things that she carries with her is like memories of like 30 years ago, and she, they're just still there. So it just comes up with, like, how do you remember that? Like, how do you remember that? Or if someone does something, something bad to her, she, does, she doesn't forget it. She's like, she comes back to it over and over again. That's the kapha type. Um, and then we have the pitta type, the fiery type. Their structure is medium. They have, uh, well, they're, they're always hungry. Hungry and angry applies to them. So, if, yeah, like you don't want to be around. You don't want to be around angry. me when I'm hungry. Like I'm not fun to be around. <laughs> I'm not fun to be around you at all. Um, they're also like passionate. They they guide people towards the light um, in so many ways. Uh, but then they can be very strict, uh, perfectionist, too organized. Um, and that can give them the tendency of having things like arthritis, inflammation, inflammation on their skin, uh, migraines are very sharp, and diarrhea. And then we have the, the vata type, which are the airy type. Structure is a lot smaller. Um, and they, they, the tendency of their digestion is to be all over the place or it's super fast or it's super slow. They have a tendency of being bloated, of having gases, of having constipation. They're creative, they're sociable, but with that comes the price of having anxiety, anxiousness, they get preoccupied too much, and their sleep is not of the greatest quality. Now, I'm sure our, your listeners have identified themselves in the, in th in the three doshas, no? the three types of body, and that's completely normal. Most of us are predominant or in two of them. 
Um, and some have the three in a balanced way. That's great. I have only met one person like that. I think I think Anna is a bit balanced like that. I think Anna. Oh yeah, is, yeah. Is I think you had her on your uh, podcast. Mm -hmm. And then Anna Victoria. Yeah, but outside of that, honestly, I haven't uh, met any <laughs> Trudoshic persons. <laughs> but like, we all have one or two of them predominant. But throughout our lives, it keeps on changing. It keeps on flowing. Life is is is, is this a journey of transformation, and we have to understand um, the symptoms what, that we have in a certain moment to be under to be able to understand what type of body we are in that moment on that day, and be able to like manage that in a way or another. And what yeah. I find fascinating about the doshas as well is how they show up differently in different people, you know, um, and that you can be dominant in one, but the others will come at through in different ways. Like, for example, my husband and I are actually similar in that we're Pitta first, Vata second, Kapha third. But he has a Vata body type. I have a Pitta body type. When he goes back off balance, he goes Pitta, he goes anger, whereas I go more either Vata anxiety or kapha depression uh -huh. he has a kapha memory i have no memory at all <laughs> you know like yeah. it's, it's it's interesting how you know you can two people may may have the same sort of doshic makeup but they can still be very different and that's that's completely. why I yeah completely like that's the same case for my husband and i as well exactly like you guys i'm pitta vata his vata pitta and like but for some, for me, yeah. When when I'm at when when I'm out of balance, I get angry easier. Mm -hmm. He gets anxious easier. Like yeah. it affects my sleep, which is a vata type of imbalance. But his sleep is never ever affected. <laughs> he has like the most perfect sleep you can ever see. Like this guy oh puts God. his head on the pillow and out, and like ten hours later, he wakes up. It's incredible. I'm in the same situation, and doesn't it make you so angry? <laughs> Oh my god, yes. Like his anger makes oh, yeah. me angry. His sleep makes me angry. <laughs> like, I, why can I'm you his alarm that? clock? I'm his alarm. I'm the one who wakes him up every single morning and I was too jealous that he just had like nine hours sleep. I'm like, that's enough. You're done. But yeah, but the, the fun part about like that's the fun part about the doshas that you understand the map more or less you understand the guide but then when you understand yourself really well you understand how you have a mix of all three of these together and how they flow between each other every stage of your life or on a daily basis or on a weekly basis so that affects it a lot and that makes you i don't know speaking of what you were speaking about he says come accepting your body for the way it is and and what type of body you are, of course. And I always talk about that. Like in in in, in the case of kafas who who have a, a bit of a bigger structure than everyone else, and like people hate on that. Like no, but I don't want to be kafa. I don't want to be kafa. I know myself. Like six years ago, when I was like deep into the studying of, of Ayurveda, and I knew I was pitavata, but for some reason, someone, one of like my my um, colleagues said, "Ah, I thought you were kafa because you're so you're so quiet, you're so tranquil." And I'm like, "That's a compliment, but I don't want to be kafa." You know, like that's <laughs> because why? Because of our ideal standards. You're like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" I put on like that means I put on weight, and that's insane. And then along the years, I I I came to accept. I came to um, except like there are so many different types of bodies and even within the doshas there are like millions of types of different types no of body and mental state and all that but we have to understand like the beauty of it the beauty of that this tree is not the same as the other tree and we have to have all of them so that the world functions in the best way and in a, in a balanced way like what an example kafa people who have a bigger structure they're the most loving ones. They're the ones who have love to give to everyone, generosity, they're motherly, they're nurturing. And without that energy, like how, how do you think we're gonna survive? Like the rest of us, without that motherly nurturing energy that that is in, unconditional. Like I know myself and I wasn't like that when I was younger. Like now, because I'm a lot more balanced and all that, I have that love to give. But I honestly, I remember very well what my parents used to say when I was younger. They're like, my, my, my blood is blue. Like, it was so bad. Like, my blood is blue. 
which to me it's like an Arabic, uh, I think, term. But it means like this girl is super dry. Like she's she doesn't have any love in her. <laughs> like she's just so cold. She's just cold. And you know, like we already used she's just cold. And I'm like, of course, I was super skinny. I was super like stressed out about about studying and like achieving and all that. And then I wasn't the nicest with them. I honestly was not the nicest. So that's 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 an example. But then at the same time, you have the pitta body type. The pitta body type, they're like the, the doers, the one who are leaders. So you need people who lead others and lead people to the to the light mostly, you know, and then because there are leaders who don't lead anyone to, towards nowhere. <laughs> and then and then the vata type is the type that is creative and sociable and all that. And you need that. You need these social butterflies to go out and connect people. You need that create insane creativity. So if everyone understands their body type and understands, ah, okay, so if I'm creative and social, then it's very sociable and I, I don't know, I love crunchy stuff, then that might mean that I'm going to have to suffer from one, two, three. But then Ayurveda provides you with that knowledge. It's okay, but you don't have to suffer there. You, you, we'll give you tools to be able to balance this out. And if someone who's pitta, ah, oh, pitta and like I, I was always a pitta body, and I wanted to be vata, you know, because that's the that's the structure, the 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 idea, you know, that we have in our society. <laughs> or why would it? Why was I even thinking about that? You no, know? I'm like, first of all, like with all due respect to vata people, vata people like really suffer from a lot of like symptoms. You know, <laughs> it's it's just that change, the air that's changing all the time. So I came to accept that and acknowledge that thank god that i have that pitta and, and a bit of kaf and other ways as well so that it makes me stable like speaking of you isa no you, you you're a kafa but you're also you have the vata vata is is is, is sky sky high i think in, in your case no <laughs> because of the rhythm that you go with all the with all the work that you're doing and all the products that you have and and obviously meditation helps you a lot with expansion and all that but then your kapha at the same time is grounding you it's grounding you it's letting you uh it's, it's allowing you to be calm it's allowing you to do your projects over a period of time without pushing yourself too much that's, that's the beauty of it so if you if one understands like the beauty of each dosha and like how it what qualities it can give your body it can even help them decide the path of their career and everything else that they need to do in their lives because they can actually harvest harvest like the the powers not the powers but like the strong points that they have in their personality and in their body and like take it to the next level yeah i it's funny that you mentioned that you didn't want to be kapha because i remember when me and kristen were studying in india i didn't know anything about ayurveda because we didn't have rana yet <laughs> i didn't even know almost what ki was so i remember asking jess one of our colleagues like oh what am i am i pitta vata <laughs> and she was like no i think you're kapha and i was like no I be kapha. and then i don't i don't know if you remember this kristen but i uh, we there's a story about some one one of the gurus in our tradition. Yeah, I do remember. Yeah, and he sat on a pot of like herbs or something, so he <laughs> changed his dosha makeup and become kapha uh, yeah. because that's the way that he could serve uh, his his purpose. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. Okay, I, I want to be kapha now. And. Uh -huh. and also something that, you know, you, you touched on Rana, which I thought was very interesting because Rana sees all my friends as well. <laughs> and so uh, my best friend, Esther, she she was struggling a lot. Um, I mean, she's a, a very devoted meditator. I was like, you need to go see Rana. So she did. And uh, one of the things Rana asked her was like, so what is your ideal body type? And Esther is very long and lean. And she was like, oh, Nicole Kidman. And... <laughs> And Rana told, said to her, uh, "Do you think Nicole Kidman has a good time? Like, do you honestly? <laughs> she, has a, she has a nice life." <laughs> no, yeah. it's funny. I was thinking about that because I used to be in advertising, and you know, we would often work with models, with the exception of one in particular, this beautiful Russian model we we worked with. The models I worked with in New York, they were out of their minds. <laughs> like, they were so vada imbalanced that they they could barely keep a conversation going 
you know, and I was just like, oh my God, no, I don't want to be like this. They, they seem so anxious and so yeah. insecure. Um, you know, and so I think we forget too that, you know, we have body type, but we also have mind type and we, there's other aspects of us other than our body that all go together. And, mm -hmm. um, and if we were to force ourselves into that, many of us to force ourselves into a Vata body type would completely imbalance us to the point where we'd be miserable. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's, that's the harm of, of that crazy ideal body type, right? Like our models, just put a model on, on the cover. And I know, I've, I know a lot of models. I have like friends who are models or acquaintances and I see the hard time that they go through. And I'm like, don't, don't you see? Don't you see how it is? It's like your, how your body looks does not say anything about your health, honestly. <clears throat> how you're like, how thin you are or how, how much more weight do you have doesn't say the state or balance of your body. What tells me the state of the balance of your body is a lack of symptoms. So if you're skinny and you're anxious and you have anxiety, or if you're not skinny and you're musculous and you're doing CrossFit six times a week or seven times a week, and you're so proud of yourself that you're taking your protein shakes and all that, but then at the same time, <laughs> any minute, sorry, <laughs> any minute that someone, any minute that someone approaches and you go, you go all out, and you explode at them or you have no patience for anything or you stress yourself out too much or you're too much of a perfectionist or your stomach hurts and you have acidity then you should you need to reconsider doing crossfit six seven times a week because even though yeah. you're, that's and that, that's a subject that came out a lot recently because of the coronavirus thing because of the pandemic yeah. My parents come up, or my parents and my 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 um, uh, my brother, my um, father-in-law, my mother-in-law, my in-laws. They also they always come up with these horror stories of someone getting coronavirus, and even though they were healthy, they died or whatever. I don't know. Have you have, have you guys gone through that yeah. as well? Like they yeah, come yeah. up with these crazy stories. So they come up with this. Ah, but this person, they're 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 sporty, they're athletic, they were doing this, they were taking this, and I'm like for them to be athletic and sporty does not tell me anything about their state of health like honestly for you to see someone who has this perfect body according to magazines and like they you see them running every morning does not say anything anything about their state of health because that person in my opinion they can easily have an acidic body they can be easily taking too many supplements that are affecting them in so many ways and honestly, a, a simple virus like coronavirus, which for some, maybe it's very harmful and because they have conditions that, are, that make it very harmful. But others, it shouldn't be. And why does it harm? Because, because they're just pushing their bodies beyond their limits. And we don't understand that as human beings. We don't understand that, okay, exercise is good for you. So if exercise is good for you, I'm going to do it seven times a week or even six times a week or even four times a week when it's really extreme. That's not, if no one's paying you for that, why are you doing it? Because with that comes the consequence of having more of an acidic body or, or affecting your digestion or affecting the elements. Um, and, and, and there's a consequence. Maybe it's not direct right there in the moment when you, when you do your exercise, but over a long period of time, that's just going to have its consequences, negative consequences on your system without you knowing. Yeah. I think the most stressed person I ever met was this woman who runs a yoga studio in my town <laughs> and she owns it and she's Pitta. She's very Pitta and she runs a Bikram style hot yoga studio. So she has just uh, heated herself. Like it's like hot yeah. on hot on hot. And she's, she's out of her mind now. She's completely off balance yeah. and has no yeah. idea. And that was, you know, a lot of Pitta folks will do that. They, they're, cause they're so determined, you know, and they kind of like that sort of punishment. So they will do like really hot yoga and then get themselves completely, completely pitted out. Um, and then for me, I realized, you know, as someone Pitta dominant, the only time a year that I can do Pitta, I mean, that I can do hot yoga, is, <laughs> that I can do Pitta, that I can do hot yoga is in the fall when the, the fall mm. is uh, very Vata. So the Vata somehow of the season and, balances it out enough so that I can, I can do a few classes, yeah. but, but it's interesting that, that everything is so individual, you know, that it's like something is good for one person is not good for someone else. And, um, and in, in the West, we like to talk about like, oh, dairy is good, you know, mm -hmm. or dairy is bad, but it's like, it's good or bad. It's not like, yeah. well, maybe dairy is good for this person, 
but dairy is not good for this person in Ayurveda, you know, and everything is, is very individualized based on so many factors, your dosha, but not just your dosha. It's like, what time of life, you know, what time of year is it? Have you had a baby? You know, like, Mm -hmm. You know, like I remember after every time I had a baby, I would get Vata imbalanced afterwards because there's all this air, <laughs> the space yeah. air. And, um, and it's just fascinating to um, to look at things this way because it's so different than what we're yeah, taught. Exactly. So, and what, what, what you men- mentioned about the, the heat, there is this principle that says like attracts like and it takes you out of balance by opposites bring balance. You know? And like that person who owns a yoga studio is very pitta. Look at the yoga type that she actually chose, you know? the, the heat. And that's not just that, that just shows how imbalanced that person is. That's actually how it started with Bikram. Bikram the, the, the more imbalanced Bikram became, the, hot, the hotter the room got. You know? <laughs> and then we saw how that came, how that came out in the end. You know? So it's certain things you can obviously it's so personalized in Ayurveda but certain things certain balances imbalances we see honestly amongst the entire society like in between Mm -hmm. everyone you see and so so one one imbalance that you see in everyone nowadays almost everyone is a vata imbalance so even if it's so as an advice even if you come to autumn and and, uh, and and it's very it's very windy. If I'm not mistaken, like you're in San Francisco or like around there, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. it, it it gets very windy and all that. But if if it's too windy, yes, you want a bit more heat in your system. But if you go into a hot yoga room, it's just gonna dry you out, and that's like counter yeah. the, the, the 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 autumn the autumn quality. And that's why when you look at these and that's it's so important to understand the qualities of the body and the qualities of everything that you're doing to understand okay well yeah that that the heat is opposite the 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 cold but what else is there is there is there dryness if it does dryness serve me and my body to have a dry skin do i have dry eyes do i have the dry hair and if that's the case uh maybe that's not that's not great for me because a minute i'm gonna dry my system out that's gonna even imbalance vata out even more the air and that has its consequences mm-hmm. no so it's it's yeah. that's the the point is at the end of the day is understanding the qualities more than the doshas because when you understand yeah. the qualities of your system then and understand how you interact with the world and nature then you understand it a lot more and you know how to manage it in the best way possible yeah, that makes sense. It makes sense why I wanted Abhyanga like three times a day in the fall. <laughs> uh, there you go. <laughs> it, oh, it's so interesting because uh, when whole, you know, uh, coronavirus thing started, a lot of people were like, well, this is a great time to you know, work out and get that cool body. And obviously I was influenced by that. So I started doing this really <laughs> intense exercise. <laughs> And then I went to see Rana because I was all bloated and, you know, feeling not great. And she was like, that's too much exercise. Like, you need to do – I don't know if you remember, but I was doing this, uh, like, functional exercise and it's called Sersana. She was like, that's too much. It, it stresses your body out. So I did it, and I was pit all day, and I was tired, and too much exercise was stressing my body out. So even though I thought I was looking great, I was not because I was tired – and I was not in the best mood. And so once I, I started, you know, doing it less, and now I, I don't even do that. I, I, I try to walk and do yoga and I, I feel better and, and I look better, which is something that's very interesting. Yesterday, I, I posted on Instagram this video of Patricio and one of my students commented, she was like, Patricio looks so different. Like, he, I know he's the same, but he looks different. And, you know, he's had a, a, a beautiful kind of, evolutionary path in the past months where he's really become more of himself and he looks different and so the the beautiful thing about you know ayurveda and and vedic meditation all these things is that you don't have to try to look good based on standards when, when you kind of balance yourself you'll naturally glow and and radiate that state and nothing will make you more beautiful than that yeah absolutely yeah. That glow is is something. After we did our three months in India, I don't think I've <laughs> glowed quite so much before. I look at those pictures. I'm like, what lighting is this? This is lovely. I know. I know. It's always the same with India, right? <laughs> that magic spell that puts it on you. Absolutely. So Rana, there was something you mentioned uh, earlier, and it was it, it 
caught my attention where you talked about like everything you take in, whether it's your TV shows and, you know, I thought that was an interesting concept. You know, we think about consumption as what we eat, Mm -hmm. you know, but really Ayurveda and what you were saying before, it's everything you consume has an effect on your body and your mind. And when you, when you take it away from just like, okay, food, um, and it's like, what is it that I am consuming? Um, you know, in terms of information, in terms of like the medium of which mm-hmm. I'm consuming it, is it digital? Is it not digital? Um, I thought, I thought that was very interesting what you mentioned earlier and it was, it was in the middle of something you were saying, yeah, but I, yeah, the qualities, but the, the thing is like, when we talk about health, we always talk about, you no, know, in, in the modern sense of things, it's just food what you drink, smoking mm-hmm. or no smoking, and exercise, right? But there's so right. much more. There's so much more. So about the consumption, people think, oh, okay, so if I watch like this movie every night or I watch this series or if I listen to this type of, of, of music, let's say Metallica, for example, and, and watch action movies all day long, <laughs> That, that's not gonna affect me, right? That's I'm all cool. Like I'm I'm healthy and I'm doing CrossFit as well, just to add more fire in there. And that's not gonna affect me. But I swear that once I had a I had a patient, a Canadian patient, who we went through the whole process, and he was great. He was getting back to his 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 ideal. I mean, not ideal, but balanced weight. Uh, he was losing all these symptoms, but we stayed with one symptom. And I was like, what's going on? Why is this guy still bloated? Like, there's no way he can still be bloated. And then he tells me he was spending like two, three hours on video games every single day. I'm like, aha, there you go. (laughs) So the consumption of video games, of watching a screen with actions, no video games, I don't imagine he's going to have, like, he's going to play with flowers and rainbows and and unicorns. I'm probably, probably going to be like Call of Duty with like guns and all that, right? So having that, that quality of aggression and adding it to like watching a screen and being so focused on a screen with these pixels moving all the time, obviously was imbalancing his vata and pitta as well at the same time. And that ended up with him being more bloated. So people don't think that these things are related, but they're all, everything is related. Everything affects everything. Every little thing can affect everything. And it can be as simple as saying, like, what accounts do you follow on Instagram? Like I always ask, I actually ask my patients this a lot. I'm like, what, who do you follow on Instagram? If I see that they're very stressed about these things or they come up with, uh, a different trend every day or they're stressed out about their body looking a certain way i'm like who are you following what are you consuming on there because that also affects you and that's just going to move your mind a lot more or make you more aggressive or you can watch a movie and it's like super chill and i don't know i remember, i always give that example because i feel like it's such a, a pacific movie uh, julie and julia no the, the cooking movie mm-hmm. like it's a movie that you watch and you're just smiling and like you're just there and you're sitting and and it doesn't move your emotions much like you don't care much about it. <laughs> you know it's hard <laughs> like, she succeeds or doesn't succeed in her work it's all good you know you're just watching it to watch it like it's all the beautiful cooking and all that and that's great you feel fine afterwards that that doesn't affect me no that's not gonna affect the vata the air element that's not gonna make me more bloated it's not gonna make me more uh excited or crazy or any of that so that affects us also the climate weather affects us big time people think ah okay so where i live does not really affect how i feel on 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 the inside like i just moved from the city where isa lives from mexico city to this beach town and I had to completely change a lot of things that helped me understand like how really climate affects the, the qualities of where you live, how it affects my body and what I'm eating and what I need to do. So it's just understanding what the qualities, this is what it is at the end of the day, the consumption uh, of qualities comes in every form and shape. It comes in food and, and drinks, but also comes in conversations with people. It comes in movies. It comes in uh, music and it comes in the actions consumption is all, also comes in the actions that we take the exercise that we do and it can always bring us back to balance or to a state of imbalance it's interesting when you're talking about what you consume um in terms of like what you watch on instagram and things like that and it got me thinking about how many you can be following lots of wellness quote-unquote wellness experts 
but many of them are pushing some of the old narratives of the perfect body type is this and you need to fit some ideal. So I'm just mentioning it because mm -hmm. I feel like there's a lot of, especially in the Instagram world, there's a lot of um, things that look like they might be healthy, but just, just keep your awareness up because they're not necessarily like anytime you see lots mm -hmm. of, you know, yoga poses perfectly in a bikini, you know? <laughs> things like that it's, with it, leg warmers on don't forget that it's right? always the kids with leg warmers on <laughs> like when did that turn start i don't get it but yeah <laughs> like if something you're you're watching even if it's quote unquote you know wellness if it's making you feel bad about yourself in some way it's like there's plenty of other stuff out there yeah i, I mm -hmm. i've become like if i'm on instagram and it, it's annoying i'm just like merciless yeah. like unfollow, unfollow. <laughs> absolutely absolutely that's what you need to do that's what yeah. you need to do it it's it's really really interesting because some, something that also has come up and i'm guilty of this and and rana always um is like you need to stop it's how much we work you know sometimes we we think that we, that you, that we need to to work and and be efficient and if we don't do that uh there there's kind of like guilt and one of the the bases of ayurveda and it's the base of of vedic meditation is rest so if if you don't rest you won't really be able to to give and and to to just live live properly so so it's so interesting because, you know, they come from the same tradition, Ayurveda and, and Vedic meditation, but it's kind of unlearning all the stuff that we've lived, you know, that we've learned because most of the stuff we learn comes from stressed and unbalanced uh, people. Our leaders are very unbalanced. Absolutely. And so it's, it's kind of interesting to try that, that process of unlearning. And, and when you learn Vedic meditation and when you learn about Ayurveda, it's these these truths that's like i feel like I, like that makes sense i kind of already knew it but i really didn't know it and that's why it's it's so easy but you have to kind of as rana was saying before go against the current because most of the people that we're surrounded by are are very unbalanced so it's it's mm -hmm. kind of like you have to always come back to yourself and that is the most important thing and that's where meditation comes in right like Meditation is not a thing that you can honestly have as an option there and just talk about it. Talk about meditation all the time. Oh, I want to do meditation. Oh, meditation is so good for you. No, you need to have that connection with yourself every single day to like sit with yourself, clarify what you want in life. No, not think about your goals or anything, but just that connection. Just like what I call it, like plugging yourself in with the universe. No, recharging and not just like instantly clear, clear it's going to clear your mind no and and, it, and it's going to help you connect with what it really means for you to be well no what is it that being well and so one of the things that do a lot and they do a lot in, in the health and wellness industry is like no do it you should do it come back tomorrow like you, you wake up in the morning and even if you don't feel like doing it push yourself let's go let's go let's go no is that is, that's a narrative that we always have no and and people feel so proud of themselves that t t this morning i woke up and i was feeling like shit but i still pushed myself and went on my 10k run and they feel so proud of themselves that they post about it on instagram i'm like mm. Maybe you shouldn't have gone for that run. Like your buddy was telling you something right there. <laughs> but then that's not, that's like, I don't know at what point as human beings, we lost that. We think that punishing ourselves, that like gaining, I don't know, having like that sense of wellness and having the, our, uh, the, the best buddy that we want is about punishing, punishing and punishing. And people just live throughout their lives being punished by their own, by, by themselves, no, or by their coaches and all that, because that's like deeply integrated in, in the society. And they never reach a state of balance. Like I know from my personal experience, 
that I used to be crazy about Muay Thai. So I used to do three hours of Muay Thai day. And I also had an eating disorder at that, that point. And then when it wasn't Muay Thai, it was CrossFit, it was gym, it was Ashtanga Yoga. I used to practice Ashtanga Yoga like crazy six times a week. You know, I don't, I don't know if they're... I don't know what your your opinion of of I, I don't know if, what the your listener's opinion is about all of that, but I mean Ashtanga yoga is very demanding. It's super demanding, and obviously, being a pitta type of body, I was inclined and, and attracted to that form of yoga, which is very aggressive, very structured, very 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 fiery. You no, know? and I was doing it. And I remember the day I arrived at my my teacher's retreat, she, and, and I asked her, like, can I practice Ashtanga here? Like, I can do the, the, the class you're giving me, but can I also practice Ashtanga? She's like, no. I'm like, but I won't do it in the morning. I'll do it some other time during the day. She's like, no. And I didn't understand it. I was actually angry at her at that time. But then years later, like a couple of years later, when like bit by bit, I started like letting go of the idea that I need to practice yoga an hour and a half to two hours a day, every single day, or at least six times a day. Oh my God, it was a huge change. I'm like, for, finally, I can, I can feel balanced. I don't feel exhausted. I don't have uh, all sorts of things coming up on my skin. I go to, to the bathroom on the clock every single day. Like I have so much more clarity in my mind. I'm like, why was I like, why was I convinced? And then as, as a young athlete, I used to be a swimmer. Like I was convinced that, oh, I need to do that level of exercise or I'm not healthy. And it was the opposite. Like in, in my opinion, in, not in my opinion, my experience and what I see in Ayurveda and everyone that I've seen in, in my patients, most of the time they're exhausted and that's why they never get to the, their ideal body type or, or their, their, their balance because their ideal body type is probably not healthy, but at least to their balance, they're just exhausted. And sometimes what the body does actually, especially in like the people who want to uh, let go of some excess weight, which is probably not excess in my opinion. Most of the time, it's just their idea of it. But they they don't lose it, and they're like killing themselves in exercises because you know what your body does. Your body wants to put on more weight to balance the vata that your the, the the air element that you're that you're attracting to your body, and to to be able to like keep you calm and for you not to go crazy your body wants to put more weight on to like ground you down so that you're not moving so much so that you're not all over the place but i did not understand that until i had to go through it i had to uh, uh let go completely and start building up my practices from zero i like now i don't do more than half an hour 45 minutes of yoga completely different like i don't even I don't even do it five times a week. I do it like three, four times a week. The rest of the week, I do other things. So it's just taught me so much how to nurture myself, how to um, how, how to understand my system, my body, my mind, and how to nurture myself and understand that if I'm going to push myself, because at the beginning of the pandemic, Isabel, you said that you went full on with, with, the, with, with the exercise. I actually did two classes, something online. I don't remember. I was like, oh, I'll do 20 minutes. No, 20 minutes of CrossFit or 20 minutes. How is it going to affect me? And I swear, I felt it right away. Like after two, three classes, I'm like, no, that does not feel great. And for Rodrigo as well, my husband, but he has kind of a similar body. And the boy was exhausted afterwards. He was like out of energy. Like, what happened? Was that is that meant to be like the the effect of exercise that you're meant to be more energized? It's just a high with a very steep low right afterwards. And that doesn't that just does not go with our type of body. Like certain people can handle it and they need to do it a lot less than what the world suggests, probably. But it's that's what it's about at the end of the day. Understanding you, understanding that. No, the conventional uh, exercise five, six times a week and at least like one hour and you need to kill yourself, you need to sweat. No, because if you look at it, if, if, you, have, if you have two different cars and one car drove 50,000 kilometers, the other one drove 100,000 kilometers, which is in a better condition? The one, who, the one that drove 50,000 kilometers is probably in a better condition right so that's the same for us like you don't want to over consume your body the more you do exercise the more you eat and uh, eat big amounts and and drink i don't know thousand supplements that's just exhausting your body just, just putting your body in an overdrive state 
Um, and it's just counter what you're trying to do, is, which is healthy, being healthy and being balanced and feeling well and having a clear mind and be able to do whatever you want to do in this life. That's beautiful. Thank you, Rana. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so much information. Uh, I have a... Um, I have a, a question to you, you know, or more just want to um, talk a little bit about the bigger body, which is like our earth and our society in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, we talk about Ayurveda a lot in terms of the individual body and getting that in balance. But, you know, with Meditation Without Borders, we're always thinking about how these practices can help the larger, our, our extended self. So I'd love to hear your, your thoughts on that a mm-hmm. little bit. I mean, we're part of, of, of everything, right? Like we, our body comes from all of our ancestors. So whatever they did that came to us and whatever we're doing is going to come to generations to come. And also whatever we're eating and whatever is coming out of us out of, after eating is going back to earth. So eating the best way you can, being in a balanced state, not, not having an accumulation of toxins in your body is just doing a favor to earth right there and then. You know? So um, and, and, and it's healing. It's healing for you. It's healing for Mother Earth from the way you consume things, from the way you don't overconsume things. It's healing for your relationships and it's healing for everyone around you. And honestly, I don't know if, I mean, Isabel, you, you came with as, an, as a meditator. So I'm sure you've had that experience as a meditator as well. But then add to it Ayurveda and like see how it actually affects you and how it can actually balance you more than more than just meditation because meditation is a huge part but also ayurveda is a huge part it just makes you even a better person with everyone else and it it even makes your relationships better no and with that if people are better with each other then 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 they're more conscious and they're more conscious about their consume their consumption they're more conscious about their connection with earth, with mother earth, so their connection about like, ah, maybe I should recycle more, or maybe I should uh, consume the best kind of products, or maybe I should have my own garden on my balcony. Or So it, it, it comes in in a full circle, honestly. If you take care of yourself and apply the, the, the laws of nature on your system and, and the way you consume, then that just is gonna go back to mother earth and it's just gonna go back to generations to come and like the everyone around you as well that is beautiful and and it's it's absolutely true i i have a lot of students who who rana um has has they're also rana's patients and students because rana gives amazing courses as well and mm-hmm. so they come and they are already very conscious and i know it's because i mean the, not to you know take merit away from them because they're, they probably were already conscious enough to try to do something different and to nurture themselves, but they're already pretty up there. So you just meditation is like the, the, it's like another puzzle piece and you know how they, they nurture themselves and their relationships. And, and they're just overall these, these great people and, and they feel so great that they want to continue to share this with the world. So they're like, I have to bring my mom and, you know, me and my, and my partner, we both go with Rana and, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Whole uh, community of of people who are you know finding their own balance and 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 finding the balance in in the in the community and and there there has been a big shift in in Mexico and and it's been amazing because we we needed this we needed this so it's it's been beautiful to see the the evolution in such a short period because Rana hasn't been with us that long. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she has done this amazing job of teaching Ayurveda to Mexicans, which is nearly impossible. <laughs> it's not easy. It's not easy. Yeah, we have you know chili and spicy food and all of our meals and tomato, and we have lunch. I mean, lunch at like three and dinner at like nine. <laughs> <laughs> So Rana has made it also uh, very accessible because something that a lot of people struggle with Ayurveda is that it, it, it sometimes is is very like there's a lot of effort involved to, to live Ayurvedic lifestyles and Rana has done the extra fantastic task of making it uh, easier for us, easier for us so that we can enjoy and also live balanced life, which joy is a, a basic 
you know, part of that. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Sometimes we, we're, as, as, as an Ayurveda practitioner at the beginning, honestly, I was way too strict uh, and I was such a soldier about everything and that completely <laughs> took the fun out of it and completely took out the connection with that medicine as well, because I, I hate and honor it sometimes. I'm like, why, why do I need to eat this every day? Why do I, why do I need to force myself to eat this uh, at this hour? And, and I don't know what, so I completely lost the point of it. And that's what happens a lot. And when people take the approach of diets to Ayurveda and, and when i completely, when I completely let go of everything and started building up again, I realized, okay, we need to make things practical. We need to make things accessible. It doesn't have to start with like, oh, take this and you need to do this one, two, three. And if you don't do it, everything's going to. Uh, uh, fall down and break apart and that's not going to work. No, there are thousands of ways that you can include Ayurveda in your life. There are thousands of steps that you can take. And with every step you take towards Ayurveda, it takes a hundred steps towards you. Um, so it's, it's, if someone is intimidated by Ayurveda because it's such a, a fancy word sometimes and, and they don't want to approach it like, oh, no, that's just for yogi people and that. It's not that at all. It's something super simple. Honestly, like when, when someone asked if we had um, a guidebook of how to manage your, your body for the rest of your life, we have it and we've had it. Like I used to go crazy about why do I feel this way or why, why am I getting acne or why do I, I had like, they removed my gallbladder at 21. I couldn't understand why. And, and like everybody has that guidebook of, of making you understand, okay, well, here you go. This is your type of body. This is what you need to do and all that. You have it. It's just about discovering bit, of, bit by bit what kind of body you have and applying the things that are going to work for you for now and then adding it on bit by bit in a practical way, simple way without complicating your life. Yeah, I find with my students as well, there's, I think in our culture, we have this all or nothing with everything, you know, Absolutely, and yeah. um, with a lot of my students, you know, our practice is 20 minutes twice a day, you know, and sometimes, especially people are families and, and such, you know, they'll miss a meditation or they'll miss, a, they'll go on vacation, they'll miss a couple of meditations during the vacation or, um, and then it's like, oh, I, I'm off. So I give up the whole thing. You know? mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. If you, it's okay. Like every meditation you take is 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 a benefit there's no there's no lack of benefit it's not there's no going the other mm -hmm. way so it's like yes mm -hmm. it's obviously better to do your practice twice a day but if you skip one it doesn't mean to throw the whole thing away so i think with ayurveda there's i've had times where i've tried to get really over over structured with it like tried to go all in with it and then i've gotten overwhelmed and then i've just thrown the whole thing out mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah. it's, it's important not to you know to know that I think now I'm more, I layered on, I'm like, okay, so every morning I'm having hot water. That's a good thing. Okay. Now what can I add to that? Okay. Now I can try going to bed earlier, you know, by 10, but before the, you know, instead of staying up late and getting into pitta time and all these things. So just layering these things on one by one has worked for me until eventually the whole lifestyle becomes, um, Ayurvedic it has been helpful, but, um, but yeah, I just, I think it's good to have that very practical approach with it because there, if you read the books, you can get so confused. I think, you know, I was like, wait, I'm Pitta, but if in this situation I'm Vata imbalanced, so does that mean I eat this or does that mean I eat this? And, you know, you can get yourself mm -hmm. all caught up, which is actually why it's good to have someone like Rana to help you as opposed to trying to go through books because mm -hmm. you'll, you'll, you'll just get yourself completely all, all tangled up, <laughs> I think. At least I did yeah and and the beautiful thing um about you know ayurveda and vedic meditation is that we try to teach people to be self-sufficient because mm -hmm. you know and, and this um thing that rana was talking about you know like attracts like it's it's the same with our practice you know when you're stressed you want to do things that keep stressing you out no um and and when you're when you're unbalanced you want to <laughs> eat things that um keep you unbalanced but so so what we we all try to teach in in our different ways is to find our own balance it, it and and that balance keeps changing as you keep evolving and you know it depends on the time of year and where you are but finding your own balance and so rana mm -hmm. teaches you that either through um you know cons consultations or which you have to wait a long time for 
<laughs> or through you know uh, her amazing uh, courses. But you know she she teaches you to become self sufficient in order for you to find your own balance, and and you know life it's is it'll eventually take you to being unbalanced, but you can always come back to that. So so it's about you know when you find your own balance, you can you can you know just enjoy and and bring that balance everywhere. What's fascinating also about mm-hmm. Ayurveda is it's intuitive because it's Vedic knowledge. It Vedic knowledge is all it's knowledge that just exists. It's the knowledge that we all have inside of us. We mostly are mm-hmm. ignoring it or have forgotten it. But if you have someone like Rana to kind of help you understand the basics, suddenly all of a sudden you can start being intuitive about what things, you know, feel good in certain times. And um, it, it all kind of clicks. It's hard to explain. Like it seems all like these different million pieces, but then suddenly it, it clicks and you can, you can go inside and, and make the right choices without having to think about it. Um, once mm-hmm. you've studied it enough, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and once you're balanced enough. Right. And what's also interesting about balance too, is I think a lot of people don't even know what it feels like to be in balance. You know, we've been in balance, mm-hmm. our culture's in balance for so long, you know, we've been even since childhood, even our mothers may have been off balance when we were in the womb. So, you know, we may not even know what it feels like. Um, so to come into balance you may you may experience yourself in a way that you've never experienced before and you know that you see people all the time who eat you know fast food every single day it's like they've gotten used to that that's their norm you know that's they that's how they feel that they get numb to it you know if if i if i were to eat fast food i'd probably get sick right now and you know because i haven't eaten it in so long and it's the difference of the awareness it's the contrast it's basically, you know, you're used to feeling better and then suddenly you do something off balance and you've, you become aware of, oh my gosh, this may be the way I used to feel all the time. I just didn't know it because that became my norm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think sometimes it's hard for people to want to make change because they don't even know what it is they're changing to. Absolutely. That's a very good point. That's something that I always uh, receive on Instagram and all that. Like I, I, I say something, for example, recently I said, well, eating eggs that many times or every day is probably not a good idea. And then I was bombarded with messages <laughs> from people <laughs> saying, no, I've eaten eggs every single day of my life and I, I, I feel amazing. I'm like, you probably don't know how it feels to feel amazing. <laughs> I don't know what it is to feel balanced and balanced. So it's, it's that awareness and what, something that, that Ayurveda does to you, exactly what you said, Kristen, is after a period of time when your body is cleaner, and when the channels opened up more, the same exact thing you do with, with Vedic meditation, everything frees up. You have more of that connection. You're more sensitive to things. And the moment you're more sensitive to things, your intuition is a lot, a lot better as well. So you connect to things. But the minute you eat something that's not part of what you should be eating, you feel even worse than you did before. But because you're, 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 you, you woke up. You understand you're more conscious, you're more connected, and that's that's completely fine. I remember at the beginning, I was like, Why is the full moon affecting me so much? Why isn't it affecting my friend? Or right? Or why 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 is why did that happen when I ate one thing? At the beginning, you become more sensitive, but Kristen, after a while, even if you sneak in junk food here and there, nothing will happen because you're so yeah. the system is so good that it just takes it in and kicks it, kicks it out and nothing happens. But <laughs> yeah, very, very good point. People do not understand what balanced, being balanced, what what being truly, truly healthy is. And being truly healthy is, is the lack of symptoms and, and being yourself and having a clear mind and being your best version in everything that you do. We say this in Vedic meditation all the time that, you know, your, your normalized state is one of joy, you know, that, mm-hmm. that the human condition is one of joy. It's, it's a happy state Absolutely. <laughs> when it's normalized. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. And that's so far from people's reality that they don't even, that, that they don't even know that that could be possible. Yeah, it's not even close to them. And then they they get so hung up on the idea of happiness, on the crazy, uh, <laughs> unrealistic idea of happiness that they completely forget how it is to, like, you know, bring in joy in so many different ways in their life, no? <laughs> exactly. 
Well, thank you so much for this. This has been such a beautiful conversation. Amazing. Thank you for having me. Um, and, you know, I mean, Rana is, is very popular, but if, if you haven't been able, you know, you haven't had the luck of taking uh, her courses, they are amazing. I, I read a lot of books on Ayurveda and, and you know, in, in India, I got uh, uh, a little knowledge of Ayurveda, but it never was as clear as when I learned with Rana. It was like, oh, okay. This is what it's about because it, it, was, it was very confusing. So it makes it very easy to understand, very relatable. So I, I suggest all of you, to, and I send all my students to Rana, you know, uh, to take her courses. So if you haven't, um, I really, really suggest that you you get on that. Um, you download her book, uh, which has amazing knowledge and and recipes, and follow her on Instagram because she you know, has these home retreats and detoxes, you know, every season. And uh, her husband, too, has amazing yoga classes. And, you know, together they've made such a beautiful community. So I really suggest you do look her up because it'll it'll really change your life. I, I've seen that change and it has worked for me very, very much. Oh, thank you so much, Isabel. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm honestly very blessed <laughs> to, to meet you. And thank you so much for, for having me as well. Thank you.